Aloha! All right, Blobby fans. You sounded a bit like Buster Rhymes then. Buster Rhymes now. MLP, MLP now. I got you all in check. I've been watching a lot of WrestleMania thanks to the WrestleMe podcast recently, and uh, uh, Ric Flair's just arrived, and it's the first time I've actually seen him wrestle. Uh, and he blades in WrestleMania 8. He cuts his head deliberately. Uh, he does a really good job, actually. I, I didn't notice him do it. Um, and usually it's really obvious where they get the blades from. And uh, his, his lovely kind of um, scarecrow, white slash blonde hair gets covered in blood. And he looks like one of the Lost Boys. Woo! Hello, uh, everyone. Woo! <laughs> I'm, I'm the Luke. Woo! That's the Pete. Uh, yeah, Ric Flair will be here shortly. <laughs> he will be. He's still alive, isn't he? He pulled he's through. Still alive. He? Yeah, he pulled through. Uh, what is it? Longest, uh, oldest ride, longest line. Right. <laughs> Alluding to his sexual proclivities. There we go. His sexual popularity. Speaking of sexual proclivities, this um, is the fifty-fifth wow. time Pete and I have uh, audially uh, made love to you, the listener. Just say orally. Through it works your headphones. Better, yeah, through your headphones. Um, and I hope you're having a bloody lovely time. Yeah. It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend, Pete. What have you got for us this time? Uh, what have we got here this time? Uh, you don't know, do you? I was genuinely thinking of uh, 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 an idea of deep-throating the mind. Oh, God. Really getting in there, guys. Really getting in there. And you're making a weird noise. Episode natural. Episode 54, you didn't really go off the rails that much. No. You talked, Starting strong. Yeah, you, st- you, you started off t- rallying against Cambridge University, then you ended by rallying for Mr. Blobby. Yeah. So you are someone who is very much against the uh, the best educational establishments this country's got to offer, <laughs> but also in very much in favour of some of the worst television this country's ever seen. Would Blobby University be worse than Trump University? I'm just asking the question. I right? think it would be similar. <laughs> I think it would be very, very similar. Mm. Um, last, um, on Monday, we talked about how he went to Naples. I've actually, since then, I've started reading the book Gomorrah yes. um, by Roberto Saviano, who's obviously been in hiding for 10 years because the Gomorrah are after him, apparently. Um, it's obviously the book the TV show and the film are made of mm. both are excellent um, but the book itself is absolutely brutal mm. I cannot I could never have imagined how um, violent how debasing how awful a, you know, a European country mm. could, could be um, in, 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 in the face of such horrific organised crime it is incredible I reckon I could hide from the Gomorrah yeah <laughs> I mean, they're called, they're called the Camorra. The Camorra? Yeah. Oh, the TV show's called Gomorrah. Yeah. Is it's that like, the area? It's a play on words. Uh, so I, it's, I don't it's, know. It's, 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 I, guess I the... find gangster shit quite dull. Like, yeah. I, I find organised crime stories actually quite dull. I'm enjoying the TV show, but it's just a bit like, it's it's the, what's that Alan Partridge fucking dangerous Dagaman, Dagaman Dave or whatever? Da, uh, Dag, da, Dave the Dagaman. Dan the Dagaman from Dagaman. Dan the Dagaman from Dagaman. Can I, I just say, who did I interview once? Who's that gangster I interviewed once? Oh, Frankie Fraser. Frankie, Fra- mad Frankie Fraser. That was Always good. mad. Always yeah, he, mad. But you only br- were brave enough to ask him those questions because it was over the phone. Yeah, oh yeah, massive. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, no one calls it gangster shit apart from Dr. Dre. Gangster shit. <laughs> Which That's is what gangster. you just called it. That's just gangster shit. Um, but no, I think the play on words, and not I might a, be wrong Not here. a wife beater. But the play, who? Dre. Frankie Fraser. <laughs> no, he didn't. He yeah. hit a didn't he hit a male uh, delivery man over the head, and he went to prison for a bit. Who Frank? Frank or am I thinking of the great train robber? Well, for those who haven't heard the the little <laughs> Peter's memories of gangsters, yes, yeah, the little heard uh, interview you did of Frankie Fraser back in the day on the phone. Didn't you start off sort of buttering him up? Yeah, and then called hit him, him with a, one two. Called then you called him a reprehensible thug. Uh, something like that. It yeah. wasn't as he hung up as that. Yeah, he did. 
He just hung up. Yeah. It's amazing. Wang, yeah. And you've been looking over your shoulder ever since. I could hide from the Kamara Gamoras. Well, Frankie Fraser's about 90, so you'll be, be fine. Yeah, but his um, friends are probably younger, isn't it? But to go back to the actual point, I think it's called <laughs> Gamora because it's a play on the words that Kam- the Kamora have turned the town into Gamora. Oh, right. In the biblical. I see. So, yeah, There's okay. not an area in Naples called Gamora. It's a set in Secondigliano, I think, which is a, a, a suburb of North Naples. I see. Um, but I got into it because we went there anyway. I was too scared to go there. But... What's, what's a camera then? <laughs> camera, yeah, they, they take photos of all their victims. That's why they're called the camera. Kuruma is yeah. pa in Japanese. There we go. Um, I was just briefly going to say a couple of examples. The book's well worth a read. It's by Roberto Saviano. You can get it, um, I think it's widely available. Um, <laughs> you don't so on you for a book. But the thing is, I, I mean, I, football uh, ramble, you can still get them. Yeah, you can still get them. Cheap, cheap. as well. Cheap, 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 cheap. But two things that just stick in my mind. One is that um, they use a lot of kids to do their to, to do their bidding because right. obviously it's they're impressionable they don't want as much money they don't go to jail for very long blah 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 yeah and one of the things that this is check out how, how horrific this is they um they take the kids out into like wasteland mm. outside the city put bulletproof vests on them and just shoot them with, in the chest over and over again with bulletproof vests on yeah. to get them used to not flinching or being when scared gun, when a gun is pulled out to be honest that's ingenious isn't it it's also horrendous. And also, um, bulletproof vests don't take much... You got As soon as you get shot by a bulletproof vest, you've got to discard it. You don't get shot by a bulletproof vest, do you? Sorry. <laughs> wearing one. Yeah. I think I, think I was quite, I, I think I was fairly clear what ballpark yeah, but, I was in. The way you that say one. that is like, oh, yeah, they, they're, oh, they are stringent on health and safety. <laughs> you, know, just saying, you get shot one, you've got to get a new one. Throw it away. And the second it's like thing, a disposable glove in uh, Subway. And the second thing that was horrific was that, um, that I read was that when they want to... So the, the drug market there appears to be quite a self-regulating thing, right? Mm. So if you if you distribute dangerous drugs that are going to kill people, make them sick, obviously it's bad for business. People mm. don't want to come to you again. So what they do is they get like the, the most hopeless drug addict, and they, they, they ask them if they want to be what's called visitors with a capital V. Oh, uh, you get free drugs? Yeah, they just test the drugs on them. Right. Oh, has, no, that, has that killed them? That guy's dead, so reduce the dose a bit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so bad. It's so well, bad. You know. Incredible story. It's well worth a read. That's what I've been reading. But you anyway. love a bit of black tar heroin. <laughs> I do. So, yeah. I always say that about yeah. you. It's true, actually. Yeah, it's one yeah. thing that's been consistent throughout my life. Everyone <laughs> yeah. Help, helps with my productivity. <laughs> anyway, should we have an it's been? It's been good. Give me a chance to drink some water. Yeah, nice. What have you been what doing? Over an extra long one. What have you been doing the last few it's days? It's been. What have you been up to, Pete? Tell us. I've been bloody recording podcasts and picking <laughs> about, I'm, I'm on holiday next week, so I'm trying to square everything away. Where are you going again? Yeah, we're going on a road trip throughout the Starting US. Starting in Denver, going down to New Mexico, Albuquerque. Oh, Breaking Bad. Going to hit. Uh, going to hit. Uh, yeah, just do a little horseshoe up to Austin and then flying out of that. Are you going to do a Breaking Bad tour? You can do one. Yeah. I'd. People who are really into TV shows just can't be asked with it. Yeah, I mean, you do get into some. No, I got into Red Dwarf when I was a kid, and that <laughs> was the last time I used to buy all the books and I used to be obsessed. And like whenever anyone would bring up a thing, yeah. that was the last thing I was really into. Yeah, I just my uh, fanat- fanaticism just kind of wanes after a while. But you um, think you think me being obsessed with like you know learning Japanese would actually help me learn Japanese? It doesn't. It just makes me really anxious that I'm not hitting the books. You're not as good at it. No. What um, What was your favorite Red Dwarf series? Uh, it really fell off a cliff after five, I think. What's the one where they're in the Starbucks? That was my favourite. Yeah, that was four or five. Okay. I can't remember now. That's brilliant. But, it was, uh, but I just remember being a real obsessive. I couldn't tell you a single thing about it now. But do you remember when, like, Crichton had a different um, costume? He had a different, slightly different uh, mask. And, uh, yeah. I sometimes, oh. see, I sometimes see Holly from Red Dwarf, the girl one, in a bar. They brought it back, didn't they? Didn't Baby Cow bring it back? 
Yeah, what I've done. Yeah, 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 didn't yeah. go down very well. Well, it's, it's, these things are never the same. When I, when never I, the same. But mate. when I look back, when I because I really liked that series with, with in the star, but I think it was, you're right. I think it's four or five. Um, I thought it was fantastic. It was a real like um, a real sort of um, good part of my teenage years, I suppose. It was my favourite show. Usually. But look back fish! at it. But look Cat at, just going for that machine and going, fish! Getting in some fish. Fish! Every time. For those who are li- younger listeners, it was the 90s. We ain't got time to Danny explain. John Jules. But looking back on it, watching it again a year or two ago, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. <laughs> the, the, production, the production of it is so cheap. Yeah, but it always was, and that was like... That's part of the age. charm, you reckon? Remember when they uh, went to... They tried to... Um, <laughs> uh, they tried to... Craig Charles. Was it Lister. Joseph Lister. Joseph Lister? No, he was the carbolic uh, soap guy <laughs> who yeah. discovered uh, antiseptics. Uh, no, uh, Lister, he Is was... Is it Dave Lister? Dave Lister, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah. He was like a hard-drinking kind of uh, drunk. Arnold, Arnold quite Brimmer. A, quite a cool character for yeah. like the 80s. It was actually quite a good character. They were all great um, creations and stuff. I mean, the sets were shit, but like it was a decent little shot. And, and one time uh, they were getting chased by aliens, I think, and he went on the, um, and he went on the intercom, the video uh, phone, and he'd stuck one of Crichton's eyes on his chin, and he did that thing where you go upside down. And oh, see, I remember that. Yeah, on. we are the we are the aliens from Tarkadal, which I yeah. think is an Indian. Uh, it's a lentil dish. dish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, nice. I remember it. It was great. Mate, it was a great show. Cat, that when they went to Reverse World, and Cat did a poo, and his yeah. hair went all up because the poo had gone in his bum. Yeah, and he couldn't believe it. I also remember <laughs> when um, when the, the the actor that played Dave Lister, Craig Charles, got busted smoking crack in the back of a car. Not only that. But I'm poor Robert was, but not only that, yeah. he sent out the Addison Lee guy, the taxi driver, to go and get him some more pornography because the pornography he'd bought from the uh, from the um, petrol station, petrol station uh, last time uh, was all foreign. Right? Who reads the articles? Nah. When you wank in a flaccid crack penis. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Yeah. Without, without question. Yeah. Um, with with um. That's a crack penis. I'm fairly certain that you also said, oh yeah, you know, I've got a pretty stressful dro- job, so it's just how I like to wind down on a Friday. What, smoking crack? Flacid, flaccid uh, crack penis is uh, one of the bands that Craig Charles plays on his funk and soul show. That, what, on 60 Music. Didn't, didn't one-eyed Willie support them once? <laughs> <laughs> we once supported a band called Dog Shit Sandwich. Did in, you really? Uh, in Leicester, yeah. Any other good band? I'll tell you what, that is great. Hello at LukeandPetra.com. If you genuinely, and you don't just make them up, you've got yeah. to provide evidence. Mm. If you're in a band with a hilariously bad name like Dog Shit Sandwich, Dog Shit Sandwich. do get in touch because that's the sort of thing I definitely want to hear of. <laughs> yeah. So, where were we? Red Dwarf. We were talking Dog about... Um, oh, and speaking of which, um, Craig Charles was... Um, he was in Coronation Street at the time, I think, when he got busted. Yeah, because he was going up to Manchester to film it, wasn't he? Right, okay. Um, I don't know what business he had in London, but he's, he's done everything. He's done Robot Wars, a bit of Coronation Street. Holy old job. Well, he's listen, he's done everything. And we're not just talking about substances there. Because he sort of started as like a poet, didn't he? He was like, 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 like an alternative okay, kind of, I can kind of stand-up that, yeah. where he used to do uh, poetry and stuff. I can believe Do you know that. who I'd really like to have seen back in the day? Go on. At like the uh, comedy store? Um, Alexi Sale. Oh, yeah. Alexi Sale, genuinely uh, one of the most interesting people of his time. And he never really massively sold out, apart from the adverts and stuff he did in the voiceovers. Like, he never really massively sold out and became a, a comfortable kind of um, presence. He never became like a, a household name, I think it's fair to say. He was in The Young Ones. He was in The Young Ones, yeah. He had his own TV show and uh, somebody reminded me of the uh, theme tune of that, uh, his uh, BBC TV show. Uh, Alexi Sale, Alexi Sale, we love to hear him swear on the TV. <laughs> Who's an ugly bastard and as fat as he could be? A-L-E-X-E-I-S-A-Y-L-E. 
Alexis Hale. No. <laughs> I look back at some of his stuff in the 80s that you can find on YouTube and I don't find it that funny. No, but it's, it's, it's exciting. But some people are more exciting than funny. You think he would be you quite sort I mean? of like a bit, a bit of danger there, a bit of an edge. Yeah, bit massively. Of edge. Yeah, massively. a bit of edge. Apparently, who was that? I was listening to some podcast with, me with, with some interview and uh, he, Alexis Hale would just go on stage and just go and just like, like, like recount how, like as many swear words as he could. And it would almost become like lyrical and kind of like the way it'd sort of go. And it'd be like, actually, it wouldn't be shocking after a while. It'd actually yeah. be quite beautiful. You'd probably get desensitized after a while. Yeah. That's why. yeah. All right, listen, should we have some emails? Let's have some emails. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. That was a really good email, sir, thing. That sounded a bit like, um, a bit like, sort of part the guy who does, it's Christmas of Slade, and part um, uh, Matt Lucas as uh, George Dawes. Peanuts. 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 Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, shall I start with an email? Because I've got one I want to read here uh, from Luke, my namesake, from Billericay. Beautiful Billericay. Beautiful Billericay. In the county of Essex. Yes. Um, it's about being left-handed. Oh. And you're not left-handed, are you? No. No. Marcus, the football rambler's left-handed. Is he left-handed? I believe so, yeah. I, yeah. And people say <laughs> the most intelligent people are. Uh, do you know what? Uh, I think I've said this before on this um, on this podcast. Um, uh, ped- studies in paedophiles, um, they don't have any stats. Um, they, they just don't have any studies on paedophiles and why right. they become paedophiles and how it can be prevented because n- most um, scientific studies are funded by... Um, commercial um, interests, basically. Sure. But nobody wants to fund a paedophile study because it's just a PR no-no. Yeah. Hey, you know, why would you, why would you over, like, a cancer study uh, or an asthma study yeah. uh, do, do, do paedophilia? And I think one of the only things they know statistically about all paedophiles is they are predominantly left-handed. Really? <laughs> like, only by, like, I think it's only by, like, 60, 60, 40, but it's just pathetic that that's the only thing modern science knows about paedophiles is that they are predominantly left-handed. Well, listen, now Luke from Billericay, who is not a paedophile, let's make that clear. Um, have, we done, have, we do, have we done a check-up? <laughs> we can't check all of them. Up. We no. can't check all the emailers. No. Um, he, he's got a, email in if you have to. No, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do he's that. He's got a decent email, um, email about, about left-handers more generally. Okay. He says, wait, let me check my batteries. Shen Kang. That's Shen good. Kang. That's got to be a Shinua kind of uh, area battery, surely. Who knows? We saw a Vata shop. Didn't we, we did. We were away. We saw a Varta shop. We'll have to tweet that out. It said Varta, the battery experts on it. Yeah. That's you, crazy. You've got that on your phone. You better tweet it, mate, because I will. I'm glad that I didn't take it on my phone. Otherwise, it'll be lost. my responsibility. It'll be lost in the annals of time. Yeah. Uh, Luke says, while enjoying the show for many months, I've often wished I could contribute, and a random encounter has now presented me with the opportunity. While listening to the Luke and Pete show on a long half-cut commute home last night, the final <laughs> leg of my train route was rudely interrupted by a goddamn bus replacement service. No one wants that. Ain't no. nobody got time for that. I ain't got no time for no bus replacement. Where the hell's the stand? I go out there. I know where the train is. I know where I pick up the train, but then you go outside the thing. You got to go down the road, and then you see the bus stops. Always got something on the top of it saying rail replacement. Is it the one going left? Is it the one going right? Fuck you. 
Alexi Sale there, ladies and gentlemen. Alexi Sale. Um, ain't nobody got time for that. I thought somebody was barbecuing. Um, Luke says, as I approached the substitute vessel, nice way of putting it, I paused your whimsical musings for a moment, hearing the clipboard-clad woman in charge of the bus telling a young man in a hoodie and glasses he had to wait until all passengers on foot boarded before he was allowed to bring on his bicycle. As I was the last person, she turned to the innocent-looking fella and said, on you get... Uh, and standing on the busy bus next to him and full of bourbon joy, I wisecracked about the discrimination I'd witnessed and joked it was a disgrace. That he wasn't allowed on until the end of the... Um... Yeah. Right. The wide-eyed, slightly odd, but as it turned out, strangely intelligent chap, then hit back with, not nearly as discriminatory as being left-handed. I was, <laughs> I was puzzled. What are you on about, I asked. During our 15-minute ride, he absolutely showered me with facts and folktales around the life of a lefty. It was uh, well past midnight, and I promise you this guy just reeled these out. He regaled me with the following. Now, I don't know if, I know if some of these are true, because I looked some of them up, but I can't right. look all of them up. I didn't have time. No. Uh, I'm not getting paid for this, so I'm not doing all that. I'm reading them as he says them. If they're untrue, email in hello at lukeandpeacher.com and take issue with it by all means. But mm. the following is what's listed here. Left-handed people are five times more likely to die in an accident often due to difficulties using right-handed equipment. Whoa! Left-handed people have a higher risk of developing schizophrenia and dyslexia, something to do with brain asymmetry. There was a castle in Scotland in which the spiral staircase was built anti-clockwise, so left-handed soldiers from all around Britain were sent there to defend it. We know about that, don't we? It, it, and it was all down to whether the king was left-handed or right-handed. Right, there we go. Since the invention of television, there have been more left-handed presidents because he said when left-handed people wave on TV... To the average right-handed person, they look right-handed, so instinctively we, li- instinctually we like them more. I don't know what that means. Nearly all Simpsons characters are left-handed, apparently, and somewhere in there he told me the Latin word for left means evil. Now, I looked that up, and that is true. Um, manus sinistra is left-handed in Latin, right. and it also translates to sinister hand. Nice. I like that one. Um, um, the left-handed Simpsons thing, I mean, why was Ned's, Ned Flanders always going out of business? He had, a left, so he had a left-handed shop, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He had, was it a, left, a left-porium, a left-orium mm. or something like that. Um, anyway, Luke just finishes by saying, writing it all out, I know this might seem like a very weird journey, but this guy honestly knew all this and was more than happy to share it with me as I spurred him on at my inquisitive side, now fueled by hours of Luke and Pete shows. Yes. Hopefully it's all of some interest to you guys and maybe your left-handed listeners can shed further light on the subject. Thank you for making many early mornings and late-night commutes so enjoyable. Uh, keep up the good work. So, yeah, if you are left-handed or you've got any uh, left-handed stuff, do mm. get in touch. Um, hello at LukeandPeacher.com. Um, he's got a PS to the email as well here saying, Luke's rendition of Criticise many episodes back was a highlight of mine and it reminded me when Alexander O'Neill once did a live gig at a country club I used to work at, he borrowed my phone charger and never gave it back. Oh, the rapper subtitle used um, my friend's step-down converter for his laptop charger. Right. Which... Seems strange, because why would you need a step-down converter for a laptop charger? Well, if he's American, it'll be because the American's uh, electronic stuff is only gauged to use like 120 no, amps on that. No, I understand how a step-down converter right. works, but most laptop uh, chargers, they, it doesn't really matter, because they've, okay. they've got the converter inside them, I think. I'll leave that to You've you. You've got the converter inside them, but yeah, he never got it back. Okay. Infuriating. Um, can I just follow up? You, well, listen, that's a great that's a great uh, scene to mine as well. What? Have you been Has, let down by a celebrity? Yeah. Has subtitle ever stolen your... Uh, Anyone. Any rapper. Um, just quickly before we move on from this, man. I did some reading off the back of this email from Luke because I uh, enjoyed it. And according to something I read in New Scientist, mm. health problems that come along through left-handedness, um, left-handed men are more likely to suffer from heart disease and left-handed women are more likely to develop breast cancer, for example. They could be eliminated by natural selection, but because left-handed people enjoy an advantage in fighting and athletic skill, 
they are then in turn more likely to reproduce historically. So oh. that's why it's not gone anywhere. I didn't realise it was... Because um, you can train yourself out of it, can't you? That's what they used to do at schools. My mm. ex-girlfriend's father said that he, when he was left-handed, he used to get smacked with a ruler on his hand to stop yeah. him using it. T- terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. Mind yeah, you, what they're trying to do is... Left-handed. Really, well, what they're trying to do in that school is trying to increase his life expectancy, yeah. clearly. I mean, it, it must be genetic. It must be like you have a particular propensity for using using uh, one or other. Yeah. It's like your brain just goes, yeah. Also, I, I, when I was researching this, I, I also read that um, people who are genuinely ambidextrous with either hands or feet, mm. it's actually a lot more rare than you think. And right. when people who are good, say footballers who are good with both feet. Just training. Sometimes you'll hear, I remember, I remember playing football uh, with a guy who was brilliant. And he had two really great feet. And I, mm. I used to say to him, what are you, are you left or right? And he would say, I don't know. I think that's bullshit. I reckon mm. he probably does know. He's just trying to sound better than he is. Because genuine instances of ambidex- um, whatever it would be, ambidexterity or whatever, are very rare. Mm. Very rare. I'm all right. At, I mean, you know when you see someone who you've never seen draw before and you assume that they, you, know, you assume that everyone can just draw a little bit. Mm. They just draw a little thing. Of course. Now, I'm and, terrible. And I, and, I can, and, I, and I can draw a little bit. But look at the way I hold my pen. Yeah, like I've ne- uh, they try to teach me to, to like a frozen sausage. I do like, hold it like a frozen sausage, but they they always taught me to try and um, you know do it properly. But I always used to do it in a very different way, and I ne- they never managed to train it out of me because I just found it so much easier doing it my way. Can you do anything? Gosh, with, darn it! Can you do anything with your left hand? Um, no, because I can do mirror writing with my left hand. Oh, what do you mean? That? Like as in when you? So I'll show you. Um, pass me your pen okay. and a piece of paper, so right. you can see what I mean. So like I can only I can write a bit of my left hand, but I can only write backwards. So like that. That's so weird. Do I mean, yeah, exactly. It's a bit exactly the same method. Right. So um, what what my left feels like it's doing is completely mimicking my right. Right. So it's, if you watch, it doesn't look as good, but it's exactly the same time and movement. Look, watch. That is a bit spooky. Yeah, there you go. It's not impressive. It's not impressive. It's quite impressive. No, I've seen, I, mean, I ain't never seen that before. It's got no skill. I got time for that. No use for it. Um, go on, do another email, Peter. All right, then. Hello to... Oh, you've read, you've read that one out last week for crying out loud. Unbelievable. Up, update your notes, mister. Ross Ballatine. Okay. In Boston. A Ballatine of chicken. Name and location free for use, he says. Thank you very much, Ross. Um, hi, Luke and Pete Shaw. Uh, may have missed the boat with a century, but I've got a story about my first time calling 999. Despite living in Boston, now this happened when I was a teenager, uh, growing up in suburban Northern California, about a 90 minutes drive south of San Francisco. It'd be 911, wouldn't it, Pete? Good point. Must be. He Good must be 911. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, mirror writing. My otherwise lovely neighbourhood was located just down the road from a country, or rather county, juvenile detention centre. It was secluded and set back from the main road, but it did mean a frequent flow of sheriff's vehicles around the place. Anyway, I was about 15 or 16 when I was rudely awakened, uh, rudely woken at about 2am by shouting, and what, even at that age, I knew was drunken singing from just outside my window. I woke up and opened my blinds to see a man about my age in the brown uh, juvenile de- detention centre jumpsuit stumbling about. I thought I'd be resourceful and put in a call to the authorities only to uh, become extremely anxious slash nervous immediately after placing the call. I'd only just managed to give them my name and address before I proceeded to vomit all over my bed from the nerves that had washed over me, meaning that without thinking, I hung up on my very first 911 call. That's so odd. <laughs> That's such an odd reaction. You're with not in li- trouble. With little knowledge of the technology of my iPhone, I deleted the call history and hoped nothing came of it. I didn't hear any sirens or any commotion for the rest of the night, so God knows where the escapee ended up. Incredible. Why like, would you feel so sort of nervous about it? Well, you feel like you're sort of bothering people and also you'd be scared of retribution from a drunken teenager who's in juvie. But if you are going to get pissed after you've broken out of a juvenile detention centre... 
Don't wear your bloody jumpsuit. It reminds me of that scene in um, The Wire where Bodhi just walks out. Remember that? <laughs> you seen that? Uh, I don't recall it exactly, but... Um, we had... Well, so he, he, goes, he gets sent to... to whatever they call it their juvie right and um, I think he just walks out of the corridor there's so many kids there yeah he just he sees like a mop and bucket so he just starts mopping up pretending he's working there he just gets closer and closer to the exit just walks out and no one stops him <laughs> um, can, can I also say um, before we move on from the email and correspondence section um, a lot of people have been in touch about the Stoma email from last week I bet they have and uh, they're sickened they are sickened by aroused Thompson. And I did try and tell you that, one, we shouldn't do it. And two, I tried to give a warning. You wouldn't even let me give a warning before it. So do you have anything to say to the people who religiously and committedly download this podcast twice if a week? you're going to fuck a hole in the stomach. Oh, come on. Use a condom. Come on. You ain't going to give anyone HPV or herpes or anything like that, all right? God. Safety first, guys, all right? Rubber up. Yeah. Rubber up before you fuck that tum-tum. It's not what I was after. No. Um, Mark Chilton... I I think you saw it coming, though. Mark Chilton was in touch. Yeah, it was. Mark Chilton (laughs) was in touch uh, on Twitter saying that... um, Remember a year... Not years ago, but months ago, we we were talking a bit about Big uh, big Duncan Bannatine. You are quietly obsessed with Duncan Bannatine. Uh, Yeah. I don't get it. I quite like him. I get texts every now and again from uh, Bannatine Gyms. Do you? Uh, There's one in... um, Russell Square, and it's genuinely dreadful. When I say I quite like him, smells I, mean, of meat. I mean that he's um, that he's like. I just think he's got an interesting character. Mm. You know, all the stuff he used to get up to when he was a kid. Now I think he also. I mean, he's. I think he's. He might almost be seventy now, and he he still fancies himself as a bit of a, jack, a lad, a bit of a ladies' <laughs> man. I, I just quite like his character. And uh, anyway, so Mark Chilton got in touch on Twitter saying that um, you got we made out that Duncan Valentine's not you know gets confused quite easily, which I think no. is probably true. Um, and they also point out the Theopathetis and the guy whose name I forget who comes along later on in one of the series of Dragon's Den. They look exactly alike. Do they? Oh, yeah. So there's a good chance that, that, that Banners thinks that that's still the same guy. <laughs> so I'd love the idea of him not talking to him going, do you remember we did this and we did that? And the guy's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love the idea that Banatine thinks he's in business with someone who's actually someone else. <laughs> which, which is possible. It is possible. Oh, it, it, if there's any way we're going to get rid of Mike Ashley at Newcastle United, just trick him. Yeah, get just someone who looks exactly like him. <laughs> um, who's the guy, it was the guy in second in command that he looks a bit like uh, that bloke. Um, oh, Lee Charnley. Lee Charnley, yeah. yeah. He... Uh, he um, I can't like think him. of what he looks like. He looks like an egg with glasses. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, older men who think they're jack of jack of lads, um, can we talk about Paul Hollywood's little? Oh yeah, little something something. Oh, Lee Charlie does look a bit like an egg with a with a pair of glasses on. Yeah, yeah. It does yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you want to talk about, Paul Hollywood? Just that quote that um, was kicking around a WhatsApp group for a little yeah. while. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. Is He's fifty five. Yes, he, yeah, he's look, he looks good. He's a sexy he, he man. Look, he doesn't look he's good. He's a sexy man, housewife's favourite. You know, he he looks like a sexual being, let's say. He looks like a suntanned bollock, is what he looks like. Nah, he looks good. He looks good. You like the salt and pepper hair? Uh, I'm ho- I'm hoping to acquire some very soon. You are starting to acquire got, it. I noticed it last week. All he got at the beard, mate. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, so, would you want to tell people the story in case they haven't seen it? He's going out with a 22-year-old. Something like that, yeah. Uh, and I think it is actually 22 and right. he uh, he was quoted as saying no she said it on her Instagram oh, post sh- oh she did not she did she's part of this she said it she said Paul Hollywood has turned me from girl to woman or something like that and it was odd girl to woman it was something like that it was with odd. this frosting <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking obscene I like to think that he baked um, a cake two cakes one which you know you get those birthday cakes that spell out something yeah and the first cake um, spelt girl 
and the second cake spelt woman. Well, yeah. And he and he took them into the, the the living room where she was, and he went see that one, pointed at the one that said girl, and he just punched it, <laughs> went, smashed it all up. See you later. Said you're not eating that anymore. That's gonna be in a trifle later. And he pulled the woman one over, and there you go. Have a slice of that. Have a slice of womanhood. That's, that's what happened. I. Do you reckon he... And then Duncan Bartow came in and went, I'll eat any cake. <laughs> I will eat any cake, me. Do you reckon he ever, like the the naughty baker in uh, Viz, yeah. he ever made a, a life-sized woman cake and fucked it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Donnie! Buttery biscuit base. Yeah, yeah, that's Greg Wallace. Now, oh, speaking of eggs with glasses, eggs with glasses yeah. notable eggs everywhere. Oh, we They're... should make a hall of fame. Well, hall of egg. We should get, listen, BBC will commission this, Charnley, <laughs> Uh, Perfetus, yeah. Wallace, the other guy on Dragon's Den whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Egg Den. Egg Den. Egg Den. <laughs> Eggs Den. Yeah, Eggs Den, mate. And what you have to do is um, they haven't got the money on the side of the table. Yeah. They've got like egg, an egg and an egg cup. Yeah. Right. And if they um, smash it, <laughs> instead of saying I want to inv- instead of saying I want to invest in this egg related business, all the businesses have got to be egg related. Yeah. They don't say I'm in. They grab the egg cup and they take a knife and they slowly. Just start slicing the top of the egg off. Yeah. Get a soldier baked by Paul Hollywood. Right. And dip it in and start eating it. Uh, and that's how you know they want to invest in your egg-related business. Oh right, okay. I thought you were going to go. They put it in a pan, and if it sinks, it's rotten. If they don't like, the, if they don't want to invest, they shout "No egg!" and grab a raw egg. No egg s- for me. And smash it on their own head. <laughs> <laughs> They've mugged themselves off there. To be yeah. honest, yeah. yeah. The BBC will commission that. I'm telling you. And, well, they commissioned a show I was involved in. Uh, I think I'm on. Uh, I think I'm on this week. Oh no, it might be last week. Uh, right, Men Carters. Should we do Men Carter? I've got a great Men Carter. I'm desperate to do. Beautiful. Let's fucking do it. Um, keep talking. Um, there we go. Let there be justice for all. Let there be eggs for all. Let there be peace for all. It's one small step for man. Egg. You don't understand. Willie was a egg. egg. <laughs> Say simply, very simply, with hope. Good morning. Egg. Egg. <laughs> this is a natural progression to this show. In like a year's time, we're just going to be sat around going, egg, <laughs> egg. And so, people are going to love it. So this is a man who, um, so this has come from Ollie CJ. Cheers, uh, Ollie CJ. Do you, sorry, do you mind if I do a men car? I know you've got one lined up. No, God, no, no. I think this should be our men car. This should be the, uh, the, the, the piece de resistance of the show. But you can do, maybe you do one next week or something. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so this is from Ollie CJ. And it's about, <laughs> it's about a man. It's nothing about eggs. It's about a man who accidentally put his head in a a functioning particle accelerator. Wow. You like that? Uh, yes. So let me, let, Ollie picks up the story and I will read it in uh, as per his email. Is this like a suicide connected to my jumping in the Turkmenistan burning hall? It's not a suicide, Pete. Oh. It's, it's a man called, uh, let me find his name, Anatoly, um, An- sorry, Anatoly Burgorsky, who you will be stunned to know, is still alive. Wow. Allow Ollie to pick up the story. Not the sharpest egg in the egg box, I'd imagine, right now. <laughs> Not, why, yeah, it's hard to know why his egg didn't crack. Uh, <laughs> dear Luke and Pete, long-time listener since the heady days of Luke and Pete's summer, but first-time writer, I stumbled across the story of Russian scientist Anatoly Burgorsky recently and thought you might be interested. Anatoly was undertaking some maintenance on the Soviet synchrotron particle accelerator, which was an earlier precursor to today's Large Hadron Collider at CERN. The U-70 synchrotron held the world record in beam energy 
at the time of its manufacture in 1970, smashing together proton beams, 70 giga electron volts, which is a lot. It's <laughs> a lot uh, of volts. Not, not the volts that'll kill you, though. No. Tamps. Yeah, well, he's not dead. Stop, stop pretending he's dead. Um, this being uh, 70s Soviet Russia, um, safety was not high on the agenda, and as Anatoly stuck his head into the accelerator, he was accidentally shot in the head with the beam. Wow. To be fair, there was a safety system in place. I looked it up, but it, but it failed. Um, he described it as the light of a thousand suns, but he experienced no pain and was widely um, believed to have experienced a fatal radiation uh, dose. He mm. survived, however, with the beam burning through his face and causing some skin peeling. Uh, one side of his face gradually paralyzed and stayed oddly preserved, uh, and he lost one side of his hearing, but he went on to complete his PhD um, presumably in particle physics. Um, That's a fail for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, one half of your face has passed. According to the story, uh, just to pick it up from Ollie's, the left half of Bergorski's face swelled up beyond recognition and over the next several days started peeling off, revealing the path that the proton beam moving quite close to the speed of light mm. had burned through parts of his face, his bone and his brain tissue. Wow. Um, as it was believed, this is this is the weirdest bit, as it was believed that he had received a, a, a far in excess photo, fatal dose of radiation, mm. he was instantly transferred to a clinic in Moscow where doctors could observe his expected demise. Nice. Um, however, he survived and uh, there was virtually no damage to his intellectual capacity and he lives to this day. Maybe it might have improved it. A oh, man has had a particle beam smashed through his entire head. He deserved to be in Mencarta. I think so, yeah. That's why I was he's anxious not, to include it. He's not manning any of the safety features, though, of the, uh, of the Mencarta. No. No. If, he anything, should he shouldn't, if anything, he should be doing something a lot more safe, shouldn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's done his time. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. That would do, would, were you pottering around in the email box for this? Because I didn't give you this one. Oh, no, it, I think it came in quite late before we recorded, so you oh, wouldn't have seen I see, it. Right, yeah, okay, I think it yeah, came yeah. in. Let me just double check, but I'm fairly certain it came in. Yeah, it came in like later on. Beautiful. So, you know, a message to anyone. You might think we record this on. It doesn't matter when we record no, this. No, forget about but that. You could be, you could be email at any point, mm. and we could get it in. Mm. All right. Yeah. We could jam it in. We can we can play with the rules. Like a we, spoon in an egg. We create the rules. Yeah. So if you've got any egg-related stories... Egg! Any, any bold men you don't trust. Pie any um, eggs! Any ideas for egg-related TV shows... Red Dwarf. Um, egg Dwarf. <laughs> egg Dwarf. <laughs> Red Egg. Do get in touch uh, with uh, eggs at lukeandpeatshow.com. Some egg. Hel- Heed. Hello the joke from Red Dwarf. Hello at eggandpeatshow.com. Egg or hello at lukeandeggshow.com. No, I'm not joking. It's hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. And we'd love to hear from you. That's it for us for, from us for another week. But we will be back on Monday. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you then. Pete, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I'll see you later, yeah.